welcome. Pull up a seat, grab a cup, and get ready to share, listen, and learn. This is my favorite coffee story with your host, Aniko Samoji. You'll hear about the stories about coffee itself, the history, health benefits, recipes, and more, along with some personal stories inspired by coffee and the lifestyle. Now, here is Aniko Somoji. Welcome to My Favorite Coffee Story. We are so glad you've joined us. Welcome to our listeners all around the world. If you're in China or Australia or over in Seattle or in Texas, we definitely want to send you a big aloha to all of you. Thank you for joining us today. We have such a fun show. We're talking about contractor coffee life, what it's like building homes, remodeling homes, doing coffee projects. Um, I'm sorry, various contractor projects, but it sounds like coffee is woven during those times. So we're going to hear a lot of fun stories from our wonderful guest, Dale Mandeville, today, who's joining us. And before we get started, I always love to share things about the farm. So it's time for our Anikona Farm moment. We've had some guests here on the farm from Hungary, Europe. They've been visiting with us. We've been having such a nice time. Actually, today we picked beautiful red cherry. We picked coffee, and that was so much fun. But when when I have guests from Hungary, it just reminds me of my parents and the wonderful times we had with them, with my grandfather having coffee together. And that's actually what inspired us to have a coffee farm here here on the big island of Hawaii, it's my grandfather, my grandfather Julius, who was a colonel in the Hungarian army, and he loved his espresso, as I've shared with you before. But anyway, so I just love hosting our friends from Hungary. It's been wonderful. And of course, in addition to picking coffee, we've been doing gift baskets for the holidays, and uh, we'll be sharing those pretty soon on our anikona.com website. It, so please, if I may introduce our wonderful guest today, Dale Mandeville who's a contractor. He actually has his own company called 808 Property Services here in Hawaii. And we are delighted to welcome you, Dale, today. Aloha. Aloha, Dale. (laughs) We're so glad you're here. And um, Dale is very loved by his customers and clients here in Hawaii. And we're going to talk a lot about how Dale got involved in doing property services, doing remodels, and building homes. Um, First, we'd like to hear a little bit about your early days, Dale, and how you started out and um, how you ended up in actually doing contracting work. How did that all go? Well, both uh, my father and his father, so my grandparents, all worked construction. My grandpa had his own construction company in Ohio. And when I graduated from high school, actually went out to work with him out there uh, for several years and that's how we kind of got started in the construction business was through my family uh, as a background so kind of went woven all through our life so oh that's wonderful so where was that in the states um were you born in ohio i was born in a little town called Elyria, ohio and we moved out of there when mom packed all six of us kids Myself and five sisters <laughs> to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and pretty much lived there most of our life all through high school and tech school and everything from there. So, yeah. How was it growing up in Albuquerque? That's a really pretty area. It reminds, believe it or not, the Big Island reminds me a lot of Albuquerque with an ocean. 
there's a lot of Albuquerque we lived in an area called Volcano Cliffs. So you have a volcanic rock. You got the same basic landscape, especially driving out from here going towards Waimea. You would think you were actually in New Mexico. It's pretty incredible. Wow, that's so interesting. So when you were growing up in Albuquerque, what were some of your typical family days like? In Albuquerque, well, um, mostly just going to school and work. I mean, um, I graduated way back in 1979. <laughs> so, um, but back then we started working and we didn't, my dad, unfortunately, um, left us at a very young age. I mean, that, my mom kept our whole family together, which I have to give her credit for. She's no longer with us, but um, she passed away a few years ago. But she kept all of us kids together as a family. So it was pretty impressive. But mostly we had to work for what we had. So I started working when I was 14 and a half years old. And that's what it was, school and work all the time. Wow. Well, your mom sounds amazing, amazing, Dale. What an amazing lady. What were some of the jobs you were doing when you were young? Uh, (laughs) In Ohio, we were stuck doing blacktop driveways all through the winter. It was just absolutely ridiculously hot, hard labor. I think back then it was like five fifty an hour, so it was terrible. <laughs> well, but you know, those are the experiences that we learn from. I know. And um, during those days, um, did you have time for any hobbies by chance? Or yeah, um, mostly in New Mexico, hobbies were mostly around riding motorcycles and stuff like that. There was no ocean, so I didn't get intrigued by the ocean until we got married and went to California for our anniversary back in matter of fact our anniversary is coming up november 20th of this oh so that's so wonderful we've got one coming up but that became a big hobby of mine was saltwater fish and aquariums after that and coral so that really kind of where i sank most of my time as far as a hobby goes into that oh that i love saltwater fish well how did you end up then moving to georgia well my wife moved to new mexico from a bad divorce um, between her parents and uh, she moved in New Mexico and went to the same high school that my sister did. And so oh, she did not like New Mexico. She liked Georgia. So after we got married um, and stayed in Albuquerque for a couple of years, um, she wanted to go back to Georgia. So we went from Albuquerque, New Mexico, beautiful blue sky, no humidity to Augusta, Georgia which was a shock, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> well, it was in Georgia that you started building homes. Is that right? Yeah, Remodeling we start, homes. Yeah, we started actually doing working with uh, other contractors and doing small jobs in, in Georgia. Also, we um, built our first house in Georgia. So that was our built house that we first lived in. So we were doing custom installations with audio and video equipment and stuff like that and going into doing small rental jobs, but mostly doing custom installations with audio and video stuff is what we were doing back then. Huh. Did you by chance have an aquarium, a saltwater aquarium in your house? (laughs) Yeah, we had a 125-gallon saltwater aquarium in our house that for Father's Day, my um, two boys thought they would surprise me and clean the aquarium with Windex. Oh, no. Oh, no. Which has ammonia. (laughs) <laughs> which wiped out the entire tank, <laughs> needless to say. <laughs> so that was a nice positive gift. But, yeah. but good, intentions. Good, intentions. good intentions. Good intentions, Dale, right? Yeah. So 
from Georgia, I know you ended up then transitioning to Florida. And it sounds like in Florida, you really got into saltwater fish. Yeah. Well, actually, we had one transition before that. We oh, went you from, did? Yeah, we went from Georgia to Asheville, North Carolina. Um, when we built our home in Georgia, my wife had gotten uh, bit by a deer tick and came down with Lyme's disease when she was, I guess, about 27 or 28 years old and uh, almost died from it. And so uh, she wanted to be close to her mom, which was in Asheville. So we packed up and moved to Asheville to stay there for a while while she was uh, recovering from her illness, which she still has not recovered from. But anyway, so in Asheville, we actually started doing more of the big renovations and remodeling, um, buying homes and flipping properties which is mostly where most of our experience came from was actually buying homes, uh, fixing them up and then, you know, reselling them, buying foreclosures and that kind of stuff. So that's mostly where our, we started our main run of our business was doing that. Interesting. Well, I hope your wife does feel better. I'm sorry about that. Um, with the homes there in Asheville, what was the style then of the homes? The homes there were a lot of the old German lap siding. There was a lot of the historical part of Asheville where we picked up homes there that you had to actually have the sidings milled to the right size. They have to be all the same way out there. But the homes out there are are mountain homes, a lot like the views that you have in your place right here, of the, the big windows up in the mountain areas. And then you had the um, more of the historic old time homes, some of the real craftsmanship that you just don't see anymore. Right. And the older, older homes uh, with all the hand carved wood and stuff like that. And uh, it's just really impressive. But that kind of uh, work is almost disappearing now. I mean, for people to find that kind of craftsmanship. Yeah, craftsmanship, yeah, it's very hard. Well, I know you had really big days. And you mentioned that you started out the day with sort of a, a, a coffee ritual of sorts. Always. <laughs> every morning for, um, we every morning was our, my wife's and my time was with a cup of coffee. Um, I fixed it for her every morning. Cool. Two cups of, I mean, one cup of coffee, a small scoop of chocolate creamer. A little bit of regular coffee made, a little bit of sugar, and we had, that was our quiet time every morning for 30 years. So at, that's been, and including on jobs, we have it when you get up early in the morning and you're out at 5 o'clock and it's cold. There's nothing better than a good cup of coffee. So always. Oh, that's true. I can picture that. So she liked it with the chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> and you you liked it just, just cream, cream, a little bit of cream, a little bit of cream. sugar. Yeah. So it sounds like that was kind of your part um, in contractor life there in Asheville where you really started getting into the swing of renovating homes. Right. So then it was after that then you ended up in Florida. Correct. Okay. But you weren't building homes in Florida. No. In Florida, what what had happened is um, I had a a fall off of a property that – had a pretty catastrophic effect on my health, broken feet, broken legs. And so we were out um, commissioned for a while, probably four or five years. And we moved wow. to Florida because of the ocean. That's one place if you got to recover and you got to sit still. The ocean is the best place to be. Cold morning, cup of coffee on the beach is just incredible. 
So that's where we kind of did rehab for several years, and we started back flipping properties again in Florida. And uh, so I've been from there, yeah. Well, we can't wait to hear about more about your Florida time and looking forward to um, chatting with you a little bit more about that. Um, tell us, please, your life in Florida and your recovery. I'm so sorry about your injury. Was that off of a roof? It was off a scaffolding. A scaffolding. 28 feet. Took a fall through some scaffolding and um, was lucky to survive on that one. So that did put us out of commission for a while. So that's when we decided to move to Florida from from there. I see. Okay. How are you feeling now, Dale? Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, because you're back in the swing doing your contracted work and Mm -hmm. you're doing an amazing job here in Hawaii Dale does incredible house projects and um, is, is an incredible building contractor and does a great job in listening to clients and customers and then balancing, you know, budget and tight deadlines is really tricky. How, how do you go about doing that? In Hawaii, has been a experience, <laughs> to say the least, coming from the mainland. Um, are we weren't familiar with the area that we live, but once you come here and have one Lowe's and one Home Depot and an island that you would think could get across fairly easily, but takes forever to get to one of those two stores. And then that's the biggest thing is the time it takes to get supplies in. And that's uh, the biggest time to learn what the Aloha spirit means. <laughs> Well, you do a great job with Aloha Spirit, and I think you also balance sort of helping customers understand timing as well as, you know, the quality and when it's going to come in. And um, how how do you kind of have so much patience with all your building projects? Um, we have good people that are good clients. If you talk to people and you're up front with them, you hope that they understand what's going on. And if they've been on the island for a while, most of them usually do. Um, but it, we have run into issues, you know, before, like everybody else does, the best thing to do is just be honest up front, try to handle it as it comes and keep everybody informed. Uh, the biggest thing is information and just keeping people in the loop, I think, is the most important thing. That's a really good point. Was that something that just came naturally, your your instincts how you actually work with people because you really do have such a nice way of working with your customers. Um, how do, how do, does that just kind of flow to sort of? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's frustrating at times, and the best the best you can do is is put on a, a, a good smile, a good cup of coffee always helps in the morning, and to just be upfront and honest. I mean, it. it Having kids, we have twins that are 21 now. One of them works with me. My older kids have always worked with me. Um, my oldest son is a paramedic, and my second oldest son uh, is a charter boat captain in Panama City Beach still. He's there. and But they've always worked in a family business or worked with me building our own house. And so I think working with your own kids builds patience. 
Well, but you said such a great, you're such a great role model, I think, for them. And, um, you know, there's so many wonderful elements to working with your children, too, and spending time together. Yes, there is. And, you know, they learn from you. And, um, you know, they, they couldn't learn from a better person, Dale. That's that's for sure. So, um, way to set a great example for them. Thank you. Yeah. Which is great. So we've been talking with Dale Mandeville, and um, who's a wonderful building contractor here in Hawaii. And we're going to talk a little bit more after the break on my favorite coffee story about Dale's current projects and how he continues to do such a great job handling deadlines and uh, ensuring wonderful quality and lasting customer relationships right after the break. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm, where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, you're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So, from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for you with Arvind Vora, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. listening to my favorite coffee story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to my favorite coffee story. We're so glad you're with us. We have an amazing guest with us today. We're talking about Contractor Coffee Life. We're with Dale Mandeville, and we were just talking with Dale about what it's like being a contractor in Hawaii and um, and also working with um, a great team, including your son. So we'd love to talk a little bit more about What's it like working with Zach and Josh? They are wonderful. Yeah, um, Zach came down here uh, probably four or five months ago, wanted to 
um, work in Hawaii with me and um, in the businesses that we were doing. And Josh is just a real good friend of the family. We've known him since he was six or seven years old all along. So they actually uh, decided that Josh wanted to move down here after Zach was here. So it's an interesting team. They work good together. They surf good together. They <laughs> play good together. <laughs> uh, working is the hard part to get them to do, especially here in Hawaii. Florida was bad. Hawaii is twice as bad. And, I mean, Florida at least gets cold in Panama City Beach, but out here it's just it's perfect weather all the time. It's great. Well, I know they're good surfers, definitely. Yes. And, you know, they're so nice to work with as well. Um, what would you say, Dale, is because um, you have very big days and you do a great job and certainly working with your customers and ensuring that the quality of work that you do um, is to satisfaction to your customers. What would you say is your favorite part of your job, of your work? Um, I would say just watching something come together, um, especially, for instance, doing a, a reno where you're tearing everything down or coming into a property that, for instance, that you flip a property to have the, to see it come from start to go through the phases to finishing it and having the job completely done is just, it's just real satisfactory. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, is there a project that kind of stands out that has a lot of funny stories that you'd share with our customers? Um, uh, where we're at, <laughs> I, we I don't have many in Hawaii yet. Um, most of the projects that we've done here are fairly small projects, um, but we do have uh, unbelievable stories with your kids working with you. Asheville, I think, was probably the craziest because I had my two oldest sons working with me, and you know, there's there's nothing like even though you have somebody working in school and studying, there's nothing like uh, on the job training. I mean, it's just such a different to have them there. But yeah, I've, I've fired my kids a couple times from jobs. And <laughs> really? Oh yeah. And it, the hardest thing is to treat them on the job as an employee that has to do something other than it's not a family member. I think that's the hardest thing to do is to be able to separate that, family life from work life and especially when it's together all the time before my wife got sick we worked together all the time on houses that we flipped on projects that we did the house that we built in augusta so we've always worked together all along so it's been interesting but i think that kind of gives you the patience (laughs) to work in this type of business especially on this island so well well true is there um perhaps a most challenging project that you've actually experienced? Well, um, your project's pretty challenging. <laughs> um, Thank you for all your great work, Dale. We appreciate it here on the farm, and it's been such an honor to get to know you and the team. Again, it's it's just a, a, a thing of at least you had ordered things to come in ahead of time, so that helped some of the items that were still, especially since the hurricanes hit in Florida and in Texas and uh, in Puerto Rico, uh, it's supplies for building stuff have, it are just getting more and more difficult to get down this way. So especially small items. So it's it's hard to get things to the big island right now for small orders. So that's the biggest thing is having homeowners that also are patients as well. So, but your project's been fun. 
that's coming up here. <laughs> well, it's, it's been fun that you're all here. I always wonder how building contractors and being an owner of your own, you know, 808 property services company, how do you actually balance the variety of projects from, you know, the ordering and even, you know, picking things up and then sort of sometimes designing things out and, um, you know, their early mornings and keeping it on track and then making sure that someone else's project is on track. How does that all happen? Um, it, it takes a, a good bit of organization and it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of late nights, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock evenings, early mornings, lots of coffee, lots of coffee, <laughs> early morning coffee, late night coffee, afternoon coffee. <laughs> and by the way, your coffee is one of the best coffees we've ever tasted on the island. So oh, you're nice awesome to try coffee. it, Dale. And, oh, yeah, we do more try it. We enjoy it. Matter of fact, we had made uh, a, a mocha frappe with your coffee. That sounds good. It was awesome. Um, got the coffee, made it really, really strong. Chris froze the ice cubes in the freezer. And for this Sunday, our beach day, we had mocha frappes, which were awesome. Oh, that Home sounds made. incredible. Yeah, so it was pretty good. So. Thank you for sharing yeah. that, Dale. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Are you still having your early morning coffees with your wife, Chris? Yes and no. She had um, a pretty bad illness follow her in probably late February, early March, where she actually went into a, a coma. She was in the oh, hospital. I'm not sure why, what, how it happened. I mean, it, it's just kind of expected with the medications and stuff that she's on. But um, she ended up in the hospital for eight days. And, oh, um, my goodness. It was the strangest thing because when she came out of the hospital, when she finally did make it home, what she did, and she's still struggling, but one of the things that she just doesn't do was drink coffee. It's the strangest thing. That's why we tried the mocha frappe because trying to get some different, but sure, her taste had changed so dramatically from huh. the time she went in to the time that she came out that it was, it's just, it has baffled doctors and us. I mean, uh, it's been very strange. So we're into the cold coffees now. <laughs> well, it sounds like she liked the, the mocha. Oh, frappe. she loved it. Yeah. She loved it. Yeah. Which is, um, and having it on the beach, that sounds really oh, yeah, nice. Oh, yeah, uh, we, where we live way out in South Captain Cook, um, our favorite beach is Hoakina, um, um, down there. That's probably one of the best beaches we've ever been to, so we try to go down there whenever we can. And uh, so that's kind of our spot. And pretty so. sunsets, I know. Awesome, so, awesome. You know, Dale, you take great photographs, and <laughs> I have really enjoyed seeing some of your photographs that you've taken of flowers and sunsets. Um, how how did you develop that keen eye for great photography? I think it came from actually just really admiring what's around you. I mean, that's you, true. you get caught up in... Here we are on the big island, and every time I see shows on TV about Hawaii, I think, man, it'd be really nice to live there. <laughs> so, as we do live there, but you get sometimes you get so wrapped up in everyday work that you forget where you're at. And so, I try to take time every day to stop and look at the ocean, especially the ocean and flowers and everything that we have here on the big island. That is just, just absolutely incredible. And so, um, those things have always intrigued me, and then. The beauty of photographing saltwater fish and corals and stuff, I think, come, that's really kind of that comes from. So, Well, you take beautiful photographs. I love the other one, the 
The one about the orchid flower with the gecko <laughs> peeking behind it, you just captured the moment. Yeah, that was pretty which, interesting. Which was, and thank you for sharing that. Your orchid, your orchid and your little gecko <laughs> was having fun. And I, I just happened to look down. It's a beautiful orchid over there by your guest house. And he was just running around those flowers. And when I ran around the corner, he just kind of peeked out and was kind of watching me. So I thought that was a good photo op. Well, Dale, so. <laughs> it's, you know, that's the beauty of being on the farm. There's, um, it's first of all, so good for the soul to be between the coffee trees and working with the coffee trees. But enjoying a nice sunset, um, enjoying times with friends on the deck over a nice cup of coffee, and then those geckos just sort of appear and and sort of join you. And, of course, then the wild turkeys roam by, and we love watching them in the yard. And the parrots at 4 or 5 p.m. in the afternoon fly overhead and, and give us a salute and say hello, these beautiful green parrots. And then, of course, the pheasants come by. It, we're just so grateful to yeah. be here on the yeah. farm and be able to share good days like this. And, Dale, you being on the show is such a true joy. We'd love to hear about how you've actually um, handled sort of morphing through the ages with all these different styles. And in Hawaii, there's a variety of styles. Yeah. And you've seen so many different houses and styles. Tell us a little bit about the style in Hawaii. Well, um, Hawaii is unique in, in some of the older homes, especially because one thing that I love is there's no insulation. So, I mean, it was the first thing that we came across was that it's so much easier to run wire of any kind or any kind of plumbing stuff you have to do. But uh, the newer homes in the area are, are incredible. Um, but the styles are from the old coffee farms to the and single wall framing all the way up to some of the newer homes. It, it's just a, a big variety of everything from contemporary to old school to uh, country to ocean views to open housing. I mean, there's not many houses that you have anywhere else where you have no doors, just where you have air passed through everywhere, you have windows open everywhere. It's just incredible. It's 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 a, a different place altogether. But you can pretty much pick the style of home you want and have it in Hawaii without any problem in, in any type of area on the island. So it's really nice. And then there's even that plantation style yeah. as well that's yeah. pretty popular with yeah. the with the lanais and the overhangs. And um, it's always so nice hanging out on the lanais. I think yes. that's a really nice feature. Yeah. Um, yeah. And here on the farm, we have a couple of nice. The one that's screened in in the evening, it's so nice to be out there and watch the stars. And, um, the stars are incredible out here. They are, aren't they? Yes, they, they are. truly are. So... Um, well, those architectural styles are interesting in Hawaii, and all the different things that 808 Property Services done has done. You've seen a variety of styles. You work on also multi-unit buildings as yeah, well. Yeah, a lot of the condos around here. Yeah. Uh, um, do you work on some of the condos in Kona by chance? Yeah, um, we work in some of them in the in the Kona Shores area down there on Alilani. A lot of the condos. In that area, um, we do a lot of just general maintenance uh, stuff with them. A lot of repairs, a lot of um, homeowners that don't live out here, but have a lot of the vacation rentals and stuff out here is real is real popular. So we have another thing that takes patience is dealing with 
homeowners that are on the mainland where you, oh, true. You, that takes on another kind of twist to this type of work that you have to get used to. Oh, I can imagine. The, um, the condos, though, they usually have such quick turnaround because often they're trying to either um, do a flip on them. or yeah. So I don't know how you keep so patient and handle that, Dale, but um, you do an amazing job, job in your customers. It seems like because they're so grateful to you, they always think of you for the next project, so you're really, really busy. Yeah, we're pretty, we're pretty steady. <laughs> so yeah. how, how do people tend to find out about you? And your work. Um, mostly word of mouth. We are members of Home Advisor, and um, so, but mostly we don't have a Facebook page up yet. We haven't needed one, so it hasn't been an issue. But Home Advisors has been a big plus for us, and um, but most of our stuff is referrals. Um, most of our business comes that people that we've done for property managers that are here on the island and stuff like that. That just shows how, you know, you do build those lasting relationships. And it's a small island and a small community, and everyone shares stories. And I think because you do such a good job, people really appreciate that. And they'll they say, oh, you've got to call 808 <laughs> Property <laughs> Services because they do such an amazing job. Um, in addition to um, renovations and remodels and repairs um, and building, what are you also manage properties? Well, on the island, we don't really we do mostly maintenance because um, the only time you can manage properties on the island is if you actually have a realtor's license or if you live on the property. Oh, uh, I on see. The property that we lived on when we first came here, we were able to manage that property because we actually lived on the property. So oh, we I see. Yes. Homeowners work, but in in Kona, I mean, on the Big Island, which I appreciate that that you can't just come in from anywhere and just take over managing properties. You actually have to have a real estate license for a certain amount of years and then a broker after that before you can actually manage properties separately from the ones that you live on. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. So That's the, interesting. Yeah, so, um, but we do a lot of property maintenance for property managers, you know, stuff, minor stuff, repairs, replacing faucets, windows, lots of windows out here, <laughs> lots of vertical blinds, <laughs> lots of fixtures that go bad so you know we do a lot of that you know small stuff kind of stuff for property managers huh, interesting and then also since there's always some house project there's always something going on with with houses as we all know and our listeners can appreciate they've probably been a you know involved in a variety of house projects so there's always something and finding a great contractor who can help you and probably our listeners have even done some house remodels themselves yeah. and so they completely appreciate what goes into that do you use some kind of organization software or tracking some of your projects or um I do have a, a spreadsheet that we use that for our own. We don't have like for say a tracking software that we use. Now we do use software for design plans and stuff like that. Um, that we have that uh, we actually just use as their open source plans on the internet that we just use for design showing more than anything else. But my wife and myself have done this for so long. We pretty much have our own spreadsheets that we set things mm-hmm. out on, and uh, so that's how we've done it all along. Well, you're so experienced, and I, I, I think it's wonderful that you're sharing all your experience with um, Zach and um, your children, which is incredible. And we've so enjoyed hearing about all that goes into building and renovating and being a contractor and how sometimes a good cup of coffee can really make a difference all in the, the day, yes. which... Um, 
Thank you for sharing those. When we come back after the break, Dale, we look forward to hearing a little bit more about, um, you know, your values and how you've built an integrity into your business and um, a little bit more about some of your favorite spots on the Big Island sharing with our listeners, which will be fun to hear. And then... um, a little bit more about the projects you might be proud of right after the break. Please join us. My favorite coffee story. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. My favorite coffee story is brought to you by Anikona Farm where every bean we grow represents a great story somewhere in the world. When you buy coffee from Anikona Farm, you're investing in new memories, stories, and experiences. We harvest our beans with your future story in our heart. So from our heart to yours, enjoy the Anikona experience. May your coffee story be as rich and delicious as our Kona coffee with love. Please visit Anikona.com and get your Anikona Story coffee special today. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to My Favorite Coffee Story with Aniko Samoji. Drop us a line and share your story. Our email address is orders at anikona.com. Again, that's orders at anikona.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to my favorite coffee story. And we've been having such a nice time with our wonderful guest, Dale Mandeville. And we've been talking about contractor coffee life and all that goes into the various projects of building a home from renovating a home with Dale, uh, the owner of 808 Property Services here in Hawaii. And we had talked about how he handles a variety of projects and he also builds very lasting relationships with his customers. And I, I would love to ask you, Dale, a little bit about values and how um, you really bring integrity to what you do and those values really show how did you develop those values I think more than anything else just trying to be an example to your kids I mean my dad left us when we were very young I was eight years old and never had a father figure and had four sisters younger than me and one older than me so um, you just have to develop that as an example I mean, I always wanted to be an, an example to my kids that my dad never was. And in order to do that, you have to support them when they're down. You have to help them and cheer them on when they're up. And you just have to carry that through life on everything you do. I mean, life is too short to get stressed out about things. I mean, when I had my fall and um, at the time, <laughs> at the time I had my fall, my twins had just come home from the hospital. So we had the twins home from the hospital. 
my 10-year-old son decided to jump out of a tree, Michael, and broke both his arms. No. So he was in double cast, twins home from the hospital. And um, shortly after that is when I had my fall. So it was like <laughs> you learn to, uh, to uh, humble yourself a lot. And so... It was, a, it was a learning experience going through all that. Was just well, you're an amazing person, Dale, and you are an incredible example to your kids. And you're an amazing dad and, and also a wonderful husband. And I, I know you're an incredible contractor and all your customers really appreciate you. And those values really carry through in everything you do. So we're really grateful to you that that's how you handle your life as well as your business. Um, and then, of course, when you you have so much going on um, and you also do such a great job with your your company, being the owner of that, how do you balance your time? Um, tell us a little bit about that, please. Well, you have to prioritize it. I mean, you, and it's hard when you have people that are um, need something done right away, especially on the island where you're working with property managers who have that short window that you're talking about where maybe one or two days something has to get done. Um, but you also have to make time to be with the people that you love, take time to enjoy where you're at. So when it does get hectic, it's not so bad. And But the big thing is just prioritizing. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes things get all whacked out and you got to readjust but the biggest thing is to remember is just to slow down and have a cup of coffee enjoy <laughs> the sunset enjoy the sunrise if you get them both and enjoy the time with your family because it's too short you know it, it's way too short no you're so right dale and thank you for sharing us sharing with us um your personal stories because we really do appreciate um how you do manage to focus on priorities and be good to your family and your loved ones. And I think that's so inspiring for our listeners around the world that uh, I know we all live big, big days, busy lives, but remembering to enjoy the moments as well in between all our projects and um, contractor projects to the work that we do that's really um, important, and I thank you for sharing that with us, Dale, definitely. And when you do have some of those um, balancing moments, what are some of your favorite spots on the Big Island of Hawaii? Wow, there's so many of them. I mean, there's so many places that we discovered that we haven't even seen yet. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, the best, our, probably our favorite beach is Holokina. Um, we discovered that one. <laughs> Just by driving by one day and the road said, uh, there's a sign on the road that said beach closed. Wouldn't even know there was a beach down there. <laughs> so we took that little drive. If, if you just get off your main path, you drive every single day and drive some places you haven't been, you'll come across some amazing places. But this beach has a campsite and it's just an awesome place to go snorkeling. And what's amazing about the island is every place has different sea life. There's places on the island where you have black brittle stars in the sand you can just pick them up under rocks and there's other places on the island where this the fish are just incredible and there's new coral growth out there everywhere and so i would say the place we went to and believe it or not i know it's i don't know the name of it I, i'm not even going to try because i'll butcher it <laughs> okay so i know it's by two-step as the local place they call but you park and you go through this there's a little park there and you walk around the corner and it's just an amazing beach 
Haven't been snorkeling there yet, but that's our next spot we're going to try. But the water is where I just, I mean, I just love it. We have to try to go every week to get in the water to just enjoy that sea life that we have out here. It's just incredible. That's so beautiful. It really is. Do you have, by chance, a saltwater aquarium right now in your home? Oh, you do. (laughs) I do. I have a little 29-gallon bio cube. Because um, we live in a tiny little house, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, we have a little bow cube that um, uh, we have some little fish in there and and some corals that we have growing in. So it's a nice little tank. But yeah, we have it right by my office. Oh, yeah. that sounds nice. And you don't have anyone cleaning it with Windex. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um, and and do you think you'd ever get into saltwater fish again? As a as a profession, as a profession, probably um, not as a hobby. As a profession, it just took it took so much dedication and so much time. To uh, one of my hobbies was actually aquaculture and corals or growing corals. And so out here, it's a little different because you can't you can only have corals that are indigenous to this area. So you can't right. have like other corals coming in and stuff like that. So, which is which is a little bit harder because the monopores and stuff like that are slow growing corals but um it's still beautiful but yeah we have a, a little fish only live rock tank that we have right now so it's pretty nice and when you were in florida you were also growing some corals is that yeah, right in florida we actually had a small store um we had emerald coast corals which was a wholesale facility and we actually um were involved with doing some of the coral grow-outs for the reef restoration projects that went in Florida. And at the time we were there, it just so happened that the oil spill hit and shut down the whole Gulf of Mexico where we were at, oh, all through gosh. Alabama, up into Panama City Beach, where we were located. And it was just, um, we were a, a block from the beach, so it really literally just shut us down. Oh. So we actually closed that store and um, that's when we decided to kind of uh, head out here this way and just kind of get back to relaxing, enjoying life. In between contractor yeah, work between as well. <laughs> We're um, still relaxed and enjoying life. <laughs> well, and, and I love how you talked about priorities and making sure that you do take time. And, um, and of course, you do an amazing job when you are doing your contractor work. <clears throat> Um, and there's a lot to point to all the amazing things that you do. What would you say you're most proud of, Dale? Um, <laughs> I'd say I take pride in, in every job that we do. Um, I don't think I have one that stands out particularly great than any other ones. Um, I think when we get done with your job over here, it's going to be an awesome place. So I think some of the things that we do for people are just, we try to take pride in everything that we do all along. So I can't, I can't honestly say there's not one that stands out better than any others, but we're still working on that. So let's see what happens. (laughs) Well, and we can't wait to actually share with all our friends and family and guests all the great work that you're doing. Um, We're doing some projects in the kitchen, but we're also working on some of the bathrooms. So thank you so much for helping us at Anikona Farm. Um, And and you do actually take extra care with every job. And I know that from all your customers. Uh, We've talked a little bit about your current projects. What's down the road, Dale? Well, I think we still want to get back into flipping properties again. Um, 
uh, we I just really enjoy that. I mean, I think that's our goal out here is to try to get back into doing a couple houses and flipping them a year. That that's just really it's nice to take a house that's in foreclosed, that's in bad shape, uh, turn around, take it out of foreclosure, fix it up. Uh, it's just a, it's just something fun to do. So I think our number one goal is probably to get back into doing that down the road. That's kind of what we're looking for in the future. And that would be in Hawaii. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, on the west side, probably in Kona area over here or Hululua. Um, but yeah, we're definitely looking at, at uh, still trying to pick up properties now and, and looking for investors and other people who might want to go on the project with that. But that's kind of our number one goal. Oh, that's so, a fun, that's a fun yeah, goal oh yeah, down the it. road. I can yeah. picture you getting into that. Yeah. And now with Zach and Josh being, you know, up and running and doing so well. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, they're doing a great <laughs> job. You're a great team. And I, I could see you doing that. As long that. as you don't leave them alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that's great. And we, of course, hope that um, Chris will feel better and... Um, definitely thinking of you. Do you have some favorite coffee places on the Big Island that you frequent? Um, really, our favorite places at home. <laughs> um, the coffee we get, like yours, we take it home, and uh, we have a coffee press that I love. It. I love the coffee. Um, so I'm just trying to get where Chris loves it again. <laughs> yeah. But um, our favorite time is by ourselves in the morning, nobody else around don't really go to a place, a restaurant or anything like that. Our, our, our best time is with ourselves. So kind of, I guess that's kind of selfish. But <laughs> no, I think that sounds like a great plan. Have you ventured over to um, the Hilo side and sort of seeing the volcano lately, or you just don't have time really? Yeah. I, I try to get to Hilo side. But I love, I love the lushness of the Hilo side. Um, it's just incredible. That's what's so nice about the island. I mean, literally, from it, you drive around and like if you didn't see the ocean looking at your window, you would be think we were in Asheville, North Carolina, <laughs> on the back of the mountains. It's just so incredible. So I mean, to get out and go up to Waimea where it's cool, that reminds me of Asheville. Even the oh, way right. the mountains look reminds me of True. up in Asheville, up through there. And then when you go through the backside in Hilo, there's nothing like that. I and mean, that's just incredible. I mean, the nautical, not the nautical, but the botanical gardens up there and some of the, uh, I don't want to butcher the name of the falls, Akaka Falls. Akaka Falls, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's a yeah, favorite it's, it's, place of ours. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh, it's So it's we go beautiful. when we can. The one thing that we haven't been to yet is actually to see the volcanic uh, water, oh, the volcanic, and went into the ocean. You know, oh, right. The lava goes into the ocean. That's one thing that we still haven't done that I really want to do. Yeah, because you're living in South Kona now. Yeah. And um, is that near Kaila Kakua? Bay? Further out. Further out. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think that's the bay that we were at when we were there. We're closer towards the Middle East, um, uh, going down there, which is another awesome place to go snorkeling um, down in Middle East. But it's no beach. You have to go off the rock ledges down there. But that's we're closer to that area over there. So we're way, way, way close to Ocean View. Oh, wait, so. Oh, right. Lots of driving. Lots of driving. Yeah, there's so many pretty spots here. If you could build your home anywhere on the Big Island, where would it be? I don't know yet. That's why we, <laughs> we can't. I love it up here. Um, this is this area where you live up here. The Hulu is just awesome. Um, upper Kona, up there by Upper Masyamas, is a is a nice area. I like the elevation. I know I want to be about 1,500, 1,800 feet above sea level. 
So I, we're, but you, you also be able to see the water. You have to see the ocean, and you have to have a sunset. That's the one thing I don't like about Hilo. Sunrises are that's awesome, true. but you got to have a sunset. I'm with you so, on yeah, that, Dale. Sunset, just that's it. So it's got to be coincide. But we're not sure yet. We're still looking. I know we want to be, after living way out there, I know we want to be closer to Kona. <laughs> just a little easier access. Oh, yeah. Um, and lastly, if we could ask, what would be the style? If you could build any style, what would be the style of home that would be your dream home that you would build for yourself? I don't know. I like, believe it, your home that you have here is incredible. I like the open beams. I like the open houses. I like having the, the family room and living room open. So it would be a very open floor plan. Um, I like more contemporary, I think, than I do the, the old style. But I love the place you have here. It's just incredible. It would be a lot like this place right here. Oh. You have a beautiful place. Well, Dale, you're certainly helping us even make it more beautiful. <laughs> so we appreciate that. We've been so happy to chat with you, Dale, about what it's like being a contractor and how sometimes you weave coffee through your big days and um, how you managed to also do such an amazing job and run your company with such integrity and make sure that every job is handled well, but yet also balance your time with your family and your priorities. And thank you for sharing that with us. Um, that that really was inspiring. So we appreciate it, and our listeners certainly appreciate that as well. And we've really enjoyed how... You, you manage your client relationships and you have long-term relationships. So thank you so much, Dale, for joining us oh, today. And for our listeners, thank you for joining us on My Favorite Coffee Story. And of course, if you have more questions, we always love to hear from you. You can email us at radio at myfavoritecoffeestory.com. And of course, on anikona.com, we're offering a little gift to all our listeners. It's a 15% gift on our Anikona coffee because we just love to celebrate with you and we appreciate you joining us and sharing with us every week favorite coffee stories and life stories so thank you so much so we look forward to um, seeing you and having you back next week in the meantime we wish you a wonderful wonderful relaxing week and we send you a lot of aloha from the big island of hawaii and anikona farm thanks for joining us Thank you for taking an hour out of your busy week to join us on My Favorite Coffee Story. Please tune in again for another edition with your host, Aniko Samoji, next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, we hope you'll have a relaxing week.